Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton, Book 9, Lines 990 through 1189. Adam completes the fall. So saying, she embraced him, and for joy tenderly wept, much one that he his love had so ennobled as of choice to incur divine displeasure for her sake or death. In recompense for such compliance bad, such recompense best merits from the bow she gave him of that fair enticing fruit with liberal hand. He scrupled not to eat, against his better knowledge, not deceived, but fondly overcome with female charm. Earth trembled from her entrails, as again in pangs, and nature gave a second groan. Sky lowered, and muttering thunder, some sad drops wept at completing of the mortal sin original, while Adam took no thought eating his fill, nor Eve to iterate her former trespass feared, the more to soothe him with her loved society, that now, as with new wine intoxicated both, they swim in mirth, and fancy that they feel divinity within them breeding wings, wherewith to scorn the earth. But that false fruit, far other operation first displayed, carnal desire inflaming. He on Eve began to cast lascivious eyes, she him as wantonly repaid. In lust they burn, till Adam thus gan Eve to dalliance move. Eve! Now I see thou art exact of taste, and elegant, of sapience no small part, since to each meaning savour we apply, and palate call judicious. I the praise yield thee, so well this day thou hast purveyed, much pleasure we have lost, while we abstain from this delightful fruit, not known till now true relish tasting. If such pleasure be in things to us forbidden, it might be wished, for this one tree had been forbidden ten. But come, so well refreshed, now let us play, as meat is, after such delicious fare. For never did thy beauty, since the day I saw thee first and wedded thee, adorned with all perfections, so inflame my sense with ardor to enjoy thee, fairer now than ever, bounty of this virtuous tree. So said he, and forbore not glance or toy of amorous intent, well understood of Eve, whose eye darted contagious fire. Her hand he seized, and to a shady bank, thick overhead with verdant roof embowered, he led her nothing loath. Flowers were the couch, pansies and violets and asphodel and hyacinth, earth's freshest, softest lap, there they their fill of love and love's disport took largely, of their mutual guilt the seal, the solace of their sin, till dewy sleep oppressed them, wearied with their amorous play, soon as the force of that fallacious fruit, that with exhilarating vapor bland about their spirits had played, and inmost powers made air, was now exhaled, and grosser sleep, bred of unkindly fumes, with conscious dreams encumbered, now had left them. Up they rose as from unrest, and each the other viewing, soon found their eyes how opened, and their minds 
how darkened. Innocence, that as a veil had shadowed them from knowing ill, was gone. Just confidence and native righteousness and honor from about them, naked left to guilty shame. He covered, but his robe uncovered more. So rose the Danite strong, Herculean Samson, from the harlot lap of Philistine Delilah, and waked shorn of his strength. They destitute and bare of all their virtue. Silent and in face confounded, long they sat as struck and mute, till Adam, though not less than Eve abashed, at length gave utterance to these words constrained. O Eve, in evil hour thou didst give ear to that false worm, of whomsoever taught to counterfeit man's voice. True in our fall, false in our promised rising. Since our eyes opened, we find indeed, and find we know both good and evil. Good lost, and evil got. Bad fruit of knowledge, if this be to know, which leaves us naked thus, of honor void, of innocence, of faith, of purity. Our wanted ornaments now soiled and stained, and in our faces evident the signs of foul concupiscence, whence evil store, even shame, the last of evils. Of the first be sure, then. How shall I behold the face henceforth of God or angel, erst with joy and rapture so oft beheld? Those heavenly shapes will dazzle now this earthly, with their blaze insufferably bright. Oh, might I here in solitude live savage, in some glade obscured, where highest woods, impenetrable to star or sunlight, spread their umbrage broad and brown as evening. Cover me, ye pines, ye cedars, with innumerable boughs hide me, where I may never see them more. But let us now, as in bad plight, devise what best may for the present serve to hide the parts of each from other, that seem most to shame obnoxious, and unseemliest seem, some tree, whose broad smooth leaves together sewed and girded on our loins, may cover round those middle parts, that this newcomer, shame, there sit not, and reproach us as unclean. So counseled he, and both together went into the thickest wood. There soon they chose the fig tree, not that kind for fruit renowned, but such as at this day, to Indians known in Malabar or Deccan, spreads her arms branching so broad and long, that in the ground the bended twigs take root, and daughters grow about the mother tree, a pillared shade, high overarched, and echoing walks between. There oft the Indian herdsman, shunning heat, shelters in cool, and tends his pasturing herds at loopholes cut through thickest shade. Those leaves they gathered, broad as Amazonian targa, and with what skill they had, together sewed, to gird their waist. Vain covering, if to hide their guilt and dreaded shame. Oh, how unlike to that first naked glory! Such of late Columbus found the American so girt with feathered cincture, naked else, and wild among the trees on isles and woody shores, thus fenced, and, as they thought, their shame in part covered, but not at rest or ease of mind, they sat them down to weep. 
nor only tears rained at their eyes, but high winds worse within began to rise, high passions, anger, hate, mistrust, suspicion, discord, and shook sore their inward state of mind. Calm region once, and full of peace, now tossed and turbulent, for understanding ruled not, and the will heard not her lore, both in subjection now to sensual appetite, who from beneath usurping over sovereign reason claimed superior sway. From thus distempered breast, Adam, estranged in look and altered style, speech intermitted thus to Eve, renewed. Would thou hadst hearkened to my words, and stayed with me as I besought thee, when that strange desire of wandering, this unhappy morn, I know not whence possessed thee. We had then remained still happy, not, as now, despoiled of all our good, shamed, naked, miserable. Let none henceforth seek needless cause to approve the faith they owe. When earnestly they seek such proof, conclude, they begin to fail. To whom, soon moved with touch of blame, thus Eve. What words have passed thy lips, Adam severe? Imputest thou that to my default, or will of wandering, as thou callest it, which who knows but might as ill have happened thou being by, or to thyself, perhaps? Hadst thou been there, or here the attempt, thou couldst not have discerned fraud in the serpent, speaking as he spake, no ground of enmity between us known, why he should mean me ill or seek to harm. Was I to have never parted from thy side, as good have grown there still a lifeless rib? Being as I am, why didst not thou, the head, command me absolutely not to go, going into such danger as thou saidst? Too facile, then, thou didst not much gainsay, nay, didst permit, approve, and fair dismiss. Hadst thou been firm and fixed in thy descent, Neither had I transgressed, nor thou with me. To whom? Then first incensed, Adam replied, Is this the love? Is this the recompense of mine to thee, ingrateful Eve, expressed immutable, when thou wert lost, not I, who might have lived and joyed immortal bliss, yet willingly chose rather death with thee? And am I now upbraided as the cause of thy transgressing? Not enough severe, it seems, in thy restraint. What could I more? I warned thee, I admonished thee, foretold the danger, and the lurking enemy that lay in wait. Beyond this had been force, and force upon free will hath here no place. But confidence then bore thee on, secure either to meet no danger, or to find matter of glorious trial. And perhaps I also erred in overmuch admiring what seemed in thee so perfect, that I thought no evil durst attempt thee. But I rue the error now, which is become my crime, and thou the accuser. Thus it shall befall him, who, to worth in women over-trusting, lets her will rule. Restraint she will not brook, and, left to herself, if evil thence ensue, she first his weak indulgence will accuse. Thus they in mutual accusation spent the fruitless hours, but neither self-condemning, and of their vain contest 
appeared no end. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.